Uh, Miriam L. Wallach is with us live via telephone. We have an opportunity after the uh, after the big trip to Israel and our arrival back here late Monday. We have an opportunity to thank everybody we need to thank and to uh, recap some of the stuff that we hope our listeners during their spare time, not now because now you're preoccupied, obviously, you're occupied by listening to JM and the AM, but we hope in your spare radio time you'll check out some of the archives, both the audio and video from some of the incredible moments of our journey to Israel. Miriam L. Wallach, welcome back to JM and the AM. Good morning, Malcolm. A couple of pieces of good news. That we get to hear Pinchas again? Uh, you heard that? I said that earlier. Oh, no. I said on the air that I have to tell Miriam L. Wallach <laughs> that we're going to be hearing Pinchas for a second time. That's funny. That, there you go. Great, great minds. Great minds. Think alike, as they say. So I can, talk, I can knock that off my list. But before that, I had something else on my list. I believe it was about 11 minutes ago. <laughs> that my left ear finally popped. <laughs> hey, that's great. <laughs> and for anybody who's tuned in this week, as I'm doing shows Tuesday through now, they have to understand I'm doing the show on one ear, and it's so difficult to do it, and it's such a celebration. <laughs> you know, regular people, non-radio people, celebrate when their ears finally get back to normal, and this was just, I'm telling you, the whole studio broke out in applause. Malcolm, it's such a celebration that you were able to pinpoint the time to be 11 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm so happy. A- Classic Nachum Siegel comment. So happy about it, you can't imagine. I, I can imagine. I appreciate your happiness, and I'm sure all of our listenership is sharing in your joy. And figures, just at the end of the week, but I'm saying to myself, at least it's before the weekly updates, anything Malcolm says I'll be able to hear clearly. So Exactly, because otherwise that would be a very strange weekly update. That's for sure, if I only heard half of what he had to say. Exactly. All right, so we hear Pinchas for the second week in a row to explain. It'll be next week, finally, when everyone gets caught up to Israel, and the double Parsha here and the single Parsha in Israel gets us caught up. But... Hey, by the way, we could give a real preview. It's a long Parsha, folks. <laughs> it's a long one. <laughs> it certainly is. And uh, unfortunately, no one here is going to have the opportunity to hear Professor Halevi. That's right. Exactly. Lean it the way he did. Pretty amazing. Yes. All right. Um, so here we are, and we have some reminders for people post the trip to Israel and before we get to the weekly update. Number one, um, the Nefesh Benefesh video. And everyone, you know what was funny, by the way? Another, another little bit of radio inside for everybody. Uh, we spoke with um, our whole team and um, and those that we invited to participate in a little bit of a post-mortem about the trip to Israel. Right. And Mark Zomik was on that call. And um, <laughs> and I said, he said that the, the broadcast from the plane on Tuesday morning, the first half of Tuesday's show, sounded great. And I said, well, the problem was... That there was, you know, the, the problem was the background plane noise. He goes, no, the problem was you were on a plane. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious because we overcame that problem because of ZK and his expertise and actually set up a studio on the Nefesh Benefesh flight, which was pretty amazing. But before we talk about that and go through some of those thank yous, just remind everybody, if they go to where, the Nahum Siegel Network page, they can see the latest Nefesh Benefesh video? Uh, they can look on our Facebook page. I'm not sure we've yet uploaded it to our homepage. I'm not sure no, it's meant, either, I, but it is certainly on our Facebook page. Yeah, that's it's what I meant. on my Facebook page. Yeah, I meant the Facebook page, right. Oh, yes. So it's there, and it's sort of, what, a recap of just this specific trip? Correct. It is a three minutes, a little over three minutes plus of um, just a composite of footage from last week's arrival of those wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, beautiful and blessed Olim who um, made the flight last week, who we were privileged to accompany. And it really captured so many wonderful highlights of both the uh, departure from the plane, the arrival into the hangar, the excitement, etc. 
it was it was fantastic, and it reminded me. I I I watched it again this morning. Um, if you need a good cry and you don't know why, just watch that video. It's um, <laughs> it's it's so heartwarming and it's so moving. But it just reminded me how many relationships, Nahum, we have built as a result of these professional relationships that no longer do we have just business associates, but we have people we consider friends and family, and we are now inviting each other to, to each other's smachot, and we are, we're in touch on a constant basis, and we enjoy being with these people wholeheartedly. So Nefesh Benefesh is, is a family. We're part of that family. We feel it. They feel it in terms of us, and I think that what was unique about this trip was that we had the opportunity to engage with a brand new organization that we had we had yet to really highlight on the air in terms of a full show and another institution that we have spoken about but have yet to highlight in a full show and now have met more people who are part of our extended family and I feel very lucky about that 100% and a couple of notes on that first of all as you're saying this uh, and who doesn't want to be close to and enjoy the company of Racheli Frankel? Everybody does, right? Right. We sat down with her on Sunday last week for a show that was on here on Monday. Anybody who missed it, it's Monday's archive, and there's a whole bunch of links on our Facebook page to it. you got to just go and listen to that conversation and see the video. Oh, there's no About video. 8.30 in the morning. Right, no video, but, see the com- but hear the conversation. Um, it is unbelievable she sat down with us, and she basically recalled our entire conversation that she had with us at the Celebrate Israel Parade at the beginning of June. Now she, I, looked, she looked at us and said, wow, this is a different place from the last time I saw you. Right. I was like, And I'm saying to myself, you know, this woman speaks in a lot of places and is interviewed by a lot of people and, you know, meets a lot of people in general. You can imagine. We know what kind of star she is and, uh, and all that and how she's looked upon. And, uh, and yet, <laughs> she was able to not just recall the conversation but details about what we had spoken about during that uh, encounter so i thought that was pretty cool yeah it was i I agree with you wholeheartedly it was it was it was incredible and also we were able to off the air share some um you know additional additional moments with her when i when i recapped Miriam Peretz's conversation or her speech i should say not conversation her address to the students to the campers, um, participants of Yom NCSY, when she and we we were able to capture her entire speech during that JM and the AM, which aired a week ago this morning. But um, but she she recounted. Uh, she looked at all of those students, all of those kids, and said, "My kids, my sons, lost their lives so that you could live right. wherever you wanted to live." And when we told Racheli Frankel that. Off the air, that we you know, the show was over, etc. We told her that even she was like, her, you know, she lost the wind. She, yeah. uh, the wind was, you know, knocked out of her as well. And and Yossi Baumel heard that. I'm like, how can you not hear Miriam Paris's words and not be stunned? It is a humbling moment. But even Racheli Frankel, who has gone through a tremendous tragedy, was still blown away by that kind of statement. It was, it was, it was incredible. And by the way, just uh, on another note of, uh, of, of tragic memory, um, I shared on my Facebook page this morning Akiva Naiman's post uh, from yesterday when he visited Ozvaga Gaon, which is, of course, um, uh, at this point, I believe, named for Ezra Schwartz and uh, anybody who wants to see what he had to say because he was he joined us he joined us during the Omen CSY program 
and we spoke about Ezra Schwartz, uh, you'll see that on my Facebook page. Yet another uh, interesting thing that uh, might bring tears to people's eyes. Mary Malwalek is here at JM in the AM, and um, weekly update comes up uh, 12 minutes from now with Malcolm Holmline. Um, the other thing, by the way, you know, we always we always emphasize this too. You know, there's certain things we harp on that, and it seems we can't get off topic when when we discuss it. And um, I think the people at Nefesh Nefesh think that we make too big of a deal about this, but I can't emphasize enough the discomfort that you and I feel when we get off that plane, and we and we're encouraged to get off the plane as soon as possible because we have a show to do. So, you know, everybody there, 1,500 people, are waving flags and have balloons and chauffeurs are blowing. And they're, and they're welcoming the incredible array of, uh, you know, getting ready to, to welcome all these old men. And we're among the first ones off the plane. It is the most, it, for those of you who think we're making too big of a deal on this, it is such an uncomfortable feeling. I think the word <laughs> you're looking for is humiliating. And I hate to tell you, after all these times, because this is like the fifth time we're doing it. Right. And after all these times, I think I finally found a comparison. It's a terrible, terrible comparison. Oh, good. Let's do this on the air then. Yes. <laughs> it's a terrible comparison. Okay. But you know, you know, when you're watching TV and <coughs> excuse me, he's all choked up. You know, when you're watching TV and they're arresting somebody and they're doing everything in their power to hide their face and to turn away. <laughs> I, okay. I, okay. Am t- I am telling you, okay. as I walk, okay. as I walk between all those people, the video cameras are on the crowd, the b- people coming off of the plane, I am hiding my face. Malcolm, it's not a perp walk. <laughs> turning away. I know, but don't you agree that you're sort of got that th- that feeling of discomfort? Okay, there's discomfort <laughs> and then being a criminal. Right. Okay. I, I mean, anyone listening to us right now? Okay. I just thought that was a... I listen. There, <laughs> how do you respond to oh, that? God. There's a there's a total humiliation when we get off the plane, and and certainly this year when I really think I was the first person off the plane again, and I I'm pretty sure it was Matis because it's always Matis, right? Matis who texts me and go, you were the first person off the plane. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, like, everybody just wants to see the real people, and you get there and just being part of the celebration, you feel like you're. But wait a second, am I right? Or, I thought I thought this is where you were going with this. Am I right or wrong that when you got to the bottom of the stairs, <laughs> one of the government, one of the female government officials welcomed you as if you were in fact the first official Olaf from this flight, and you had to like squirm your way away. Right. I looked at her. I said, you don't want me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's terrible. We are actually well, making yeah, fun of the Yeah, she then looked at the person next to her and goes, "We don't have to take that one, do we?" We're actually um, making fun. Right. We're actually making fun of the fact that we are still in Galut. It's terrible, terrible, it is. terrible. And terrible. the truth of the matter is, is that you you assume that once you are exposed to something that is uncomfortable multiple times, you become desensitized to right. it. Well, in this case, it just reinforces. Yeah, it's the opposite. Correct. It's the opposite. It gets stronger. I wasn't at nearly as uncomfortable the first or second time. Not nearly. I don't think we realized just how bad it was. <laughs> that could um, be. That could be. Also, right. That could be. Right. That's number one. And number two is that you and I have commented that um, every time we leave Israel, it gets harder. But it was a joke. The first couple of times it was a joke. Now, the people who would see me, who knew me as we're getting into the airport terminal, like it was a joke to them. And it was a joke to us. But now, because it's happened so often, it's become less and less of a joke. And it's oh, like, yeah, it's not funny. It's I like, mean, I know funny. This is not funny. Right, anyway. And the, um, just being part of the celebration, like, again, we feel, we feel honored to be part of all these celebrations and these flights. And 
Lord knows, Rabbi Fast should not hear this interview and say, well, maybe they shouldn't come on the next one. Right. But, um, but, but, Sof Kol Sof, at the end of it, it's, it is, it brings us, it, it just pulls us harder. And every time we leave Israel, it gets harder. It's not easier to leave, even though we know, please God, we'll be back in a couple of months. I'm, as I said to you when we were driving to the airport, I know, please God, I'll be back for Sukkot. I'll be back in October. And yet, I'm miserable. And uh, I'm sure that I'll get comments about the hypocrisy and that... Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, we're, I'm we're, checking we're, my inbox now, actually. We're going to get bombarded the way we always do. Right, and they're not wrong. Of course they're not wrong. Right, they're not wrong. I'm not sitting here and telling anybody that I deserve to be here. But it's, it's, a, um, but it's, just, it's just a... It is a real bittersweet kind of opportunity. And... Um, and I really, I honor everyone at Nefesh Benefesh. They're, they're incredible, and they're so happy. And I, I, I know I mention this every single time, but especially because of our flight back um, on LL and what was going on in Coach with all the youth groups that were making their way back to America, and so the tension level between the flight attendants and the, uh, the members, uh, the, those sitting in Coach was, let's just say that the tensions were high. It was not NCSY. Not so much. Um, but nevertheless, the flight attendants on the way to Ben Gurion, who are taking those olim, who are bringing those olim to Israel, could not bend over backwards more to do whatever they needed. They're thrilled. They get it, and I think that that's awesome. And hopefully, next year, when or the next time we're able to do this flight, I really want to, you know, contact El Al beforehand and have somebody, have a member of the the flight staff or the pilot, which I know we couldn't do last week because they hadn't been cleared, and I respect that. But I really want to get somebody on to talk about this. I mean, could you imagine interviewing a pilot who has brought, who has flown these flights and been able to bring all these Olim to, to Israel? It's just, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Every single cog in that process is huge. That would be a good idea, and we got to get that, uh, got to get that to work. And also... Now that we've experimented and done half of a radio show on a plane, which is still remarkable as I think about it, right. and was one of the certainly one of the interesting developments in my career that we were able to actually do a full show and and have it sound good and get together all the guests, etc. on a plane. Uh, my next goal is to do an entire show on one of those Nevis Nevis flights. Uh, one of my favorite questions. I got a couple of favorite questions on this trip. Number one, I told you this. Number one was at. Uh, JFK during the celebration, during the kickoff celebration or the send-off celebration for Nefesh Benefesh, when a gentleman walked up to me and said, are you in charge of the sandwiches? <laughs> like, right, okay, not not in charge of the Well, sandwiches. because we know that no matter where you are, you are in fact in charge of the sandwiches. Exactly, which is what my response from my <laughs> eldest daughter was, which was, Ma, you are in charge of the sandwiches. Exactly. Exactly. But also, what we were, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but when we were recording the first 90 minutes of that JMAM on the plane, how many people said to me, are you broadcasting now? Right. Like, right you can't funny. use your phones, folks. That was funny. Right. That was, no, not really. No, you can't. But in reality, we were. How do you like that? That's beautiful. I, by the way, I know we only have a few minutes left, but I, I, we would be remiss without not only thanking a number of people and organizations who helped make the trip such a success, and I really believe this trip was a success, but also shout-outs to the other organizations that sponsored shows. I'm thrilled that we were able to do what we did with Rigavim. Josh Haston is a gem. Judy Grossman is wonderful. Ari Briggs, everyone who is part of that organization, what they are doing is mind-boggling. No question about it. And anybody, again, archive section gives everyone an opportunity to hear those shows and those interviews, and they are 
literally there to safeguard the land of Israel and to preserve its future, which is incredible from a million different standpoints, but one of them uh, from the legalities, from the legal standpoint, they do a great job at it. Right, and also obviously NCSY, David Cutler, um, Alan, Fre- Alan Fagan, everyone there, Rabbi Moshe Benevitz, that was, those were two phenomenal shows. How, how uncomfortable was I with the idea of doing a radio show, Thursday morning show, from the NCSY Kolel-based Medrash. And we get there, and everyone there was like, no big deal, it's fine. And you know, and I thought it was so unusual, but I, it ended up being great. Well, I've never been on my best behavior like that. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. So Schechter is giving sheer in the corner, and I'm producing a radio show like there's something seriously wrong here. But I was super well-behaved, which you can't tell, but I was super well-behaved. Well, it was the base medrash, after all. Exactly. And the then, Torah. And then Yom NCSY the next day, and of course our friends in Makar Chaim, and uh, I'm sure we'll have a chance to get updates from Yossi Baumel regarding that progress in Israel, and, of, and Racheli Frankel, a big highlight. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't want to insult anybody or forget anybody, but there, are there other highlights that we should point at? Racheli Frankel, obviously. Well, there's a, there's a highlight for me that I would like to share, if that's fine. Yeah. We had a meeting on Sunday with Rab Daron Peretz from the Mizrahi organization. And while you were giving a little bit of your family background into your father's um, Contribution, I say that in, in quotation marks, as putting it lightly, to the, the, the building of the state of Israel and, and, you know, all of that. Rav Peretz shook, put out his hand to shake your hand, appreciating the fact that he was sitting with the son of Rabbi Zev Siegel. And to me, that spoke volumes, especially at the you know, at the end of your year of Avelis, you had finished Kaddish already, and the, the fact that you were representing your father at that moment, just, it, it was incredibly poignant. There were a lot of poignant moments on this trip, but you and your siblings are such incredible representations of your parents' legacy that uh, I, was, I was completely stunned, and so was he, and so were the other people in that meeting. They didn't realize who they were sitting with. They didn't realize your genes and who you had come from, and I thought that was masterful. Wow, I appreciate that very much. And when you mentioned the year being over, that's the year for my mother, which is coming to its conclusion as we speak, and uh, I appreciate you mentioning that. And that was, uh, I, I debated, frankly, as we sat in that meeting, you know, bringing bringing up the past, so to speak, when when he sort of questioned whether I was at all familiar with the Mizrahi movement, and I couldn't hold back. I couldn't hold back. I just no, and and I'm happy you didn't. But it's so funny because Jews in a room, like we tend to play Jewish geography. <laughs> oh, did you know my whatever? I know a guy named Joe who lives in Manhattan. Do you know him? But this wasn't that. This was my father was Zeb Siegel. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very, so, very much. There, so there's that. So there was that, and I thought that that was a, an unbelievable way to end what was already an incredible trip. We've had a lot of successful trips, and so many people are a part of that. Both, of our, both our team, so many members of our team, and then, of course, there's Travel Cell, and there's Traveler's Choice, and there, there's everything. There's the Inbal. everything who makes what we do happen. Inbal Hotel. The Inbal Hotel, everybody. But, but that moment, to end the trip that way... Boom. Thank God. Oh, I appreciate that. 
Thank you, Miriam L. Wallach. You're one of the reasons it was such a successful trip. Amazing things we were able to do. And uh, Kane Yerbu, we should do more and more and continue to bring everybody in this audience and throughout the entire world the feeling of Israel on a regular basis. And those journeys are certainly an amazing way to do so. My absolute pleasure. And as I've said before, Nachum, it is a pleasure to work this hard. I appreciate that. And enjoy Parsha's Pinchas yet again. Yep, times two. Miriam L. Wallach with us on a Friday morning broadcast at JM and the AM. More coming up, including the weekly update next with Malcolm Holmline. Keep it at JM and the AM.